Hilchas Kiddush HaChedesh, Chapter 5, Halacha 1. Everything that we've said so far applies only to the Sanhedrin in Eretz Yisrael, or a court of judges possessing smicha that holds court in Eretz Yisrael and was given permission by the Sanhedrin. In a time in which there is no Sanhedrin in Eretz Yisrael, courts do not sanctify months and do not declare leap years, but rather the Jewish people follow a calendar that has been established. Chapter 2. This concept is a Halacha Lameish Messinai, meaning that this concept comes to us through an oral tradition that originated on Har Sinai. Practically speaking, this means that sometimes Rosh Chedesh will be the day on which the moon is sighted, but there are some times in which Rosh Chedesh will come before the, the moon is sighted or after the moon is sighted. But it is extremely rare for Rosh Chedesh to be the day after the moon is sighted in lands that are west of Eretz Yisrael. This will all be explained later between chapters 11 and 19. Halacha 3. The calendar was instituted at the end of the Talmudic period, when there was no longer an established court in Eretz Yisrael. Through the times of Abayah and Rava, the court would establish the months and the leap years. Halacha 4. As long as there was a Sanhedrin, the months and years were determined through the processes that we have described, that is, the sightings of the moon. And therefore, all of the people that lived in Eretz Yisrael and all of the places where messengers in Tishrei could arrive before Sukkot, holidays were celebrated for one day only. People that live beyond where messengers would arrive would celebrate holidays for two days because of a doubt as to which day was the holiday. Halacha 5. Today, since there is no Sanhedrin and the calendar is fixed, it would make a certain amount of sense for Jews throughout the world to celebrate holidays for one day, as there's no doubt as to which day is Yantif, which day is the holiday. Nevertheless, our sages decreed that the customs of our ancestors be kept, and therefore that places that used to keep two days still keep two days. Halacha 6. Therefore, any place that the messenger sent in Tishrei could not arrive before Sukkot continues to keep two days of Yantif, even today. And the people living in Eretz Yisrael, they keep one day of Yantif. That means that the second day of every Yantif is really a rabbinic institution, Halacha 7. Rosh Hashanah, however, was always kept for two days by most of the people living in Eretz Yisrael, because most people in Eretz Yisrael did not know which date the court determined was the first day of the month, until well after, Halacha 8. Further, even in Yushalayim itself, there were many times where Rosh Hashanah was two days, because witnesses could come at any time on the 30th day of the month, and the whole time that people were waiting for witnesses to come, the day was considered holy. In other words, it was celebrated as Rosh Hashanah. For that reason, even now, where we follow a calendar, Rosh Hashanah is two days long, even in Eretz Yisrael. But this also means that the second day of Rosh Hashanah is also a rabbinic institution. Halacha 9. That said, whether a place keeps one day or two days of Yantif is not dependent only on the distance from Yerushalayim. For example, there could be a place that's five days away from Yerushalayim, but at the times when messengers were sent, no messengers were sent to that place. Or perhaps the messengers were sent to that place, but didn't arrive there until after Sukkot. This may have been because the roads were blocked, or because that place was not a place where Jews lived at the time. Halacha 10. By way of example, if we relied on distance alone, all of Egypt would celebrate only one day of Yantif, and we know that's not the case. The same is true for many parts of Syria. Halacha 11. To summarize the law, certainly any place where the messengers would take longer than 10 days to arrive keeps two days of Yantif. Places that are located in Eretz Yisrael that were inhabited by Jews during the time that the calendar was established, based on the sighting of the moon, that is before it was fixed, should celebrate only one day. And here Rambam lists several places. Parts of Syria, including Tsar, which Americans call Tyre, Dameshek, which Americans call Damascus, and Ashkelon, should follow the custom of their ancestors. By the way, it's clear here that Rambam doesn't mean present-day Syria, and really doesn't mean Syria at all. Ashkelon is not anywhere near Syria, and Tyre is in Lebanon. 
he just means places that at that time were considered chutz la'aretz, outside of the land of Israel. And that was based upon whether that part of the world had been conquered and whether Jews lived there at the time. Halacha 12. Any place that is within a 10 days ride of Yerushalayim, but still is in chutz la'aretz, outside of the land of Israel, that has no local custom, should keep two days. And indeed, this is true of any city in Eretz Yisrael that Jews only began to inhabit in the present day. By the way, this is clearly different from the modern practice, as most of the people living in Eretz Yisrael, according to Rambam's understanding, would have to keep two days of Yantif. Halacha 13. In this halacha, Rambam reiterates that we follow a calendar, and we do not establish the months based upon sightings of the moon. Therefore, the whole purpose of engaging in these calculations, which Rambam will describe in great detail later, is for the sake of knowing information. And the reason we follow the calendar today is because that is the calendar that was ordained by our sages in Eretz Yisrael.